Welcome to Time Sync. This is episode 96. I am host Amaldeep. I am host Hamza, and we're we're fast approaching 100. We are. Speaking of fast, I feel like I always do the intro and outro really fast. Do you, you ever feel that way when you're saying it? Gotta go fast, dude. That's a good thing. Okay, Amaldeep. So we got some pretty cool news. It's actually kind of old news, but I just been really I'm just been kind of lazy, and I haven't really okay. you know just I haven't really gone into into it. But as everyone knows, the most prestigious sport in the entire world mm-hmm. is speed cubing. Ah uh, yes, yes. Unanimously yeah. agree on that. Unanimous, of course. Yeah, no one, no one, no one disputes. Bipartisan. That. <laughs> uh, every Parisian agrees so anyways basically uh well it's not that long ago it was like it's like it's like august ish when this happened it's august right now or is it oh well anyways <laughs> can you not keep track of the fact that <laughs> it's, okay. fine, it's fine it's fine <laughs> it's not fine you have this issue where like you don't know when these episodes go out they go out like in a week it's a weekly fashion no no because what if someone's listening to it in the future like in the future oh future, okay you know, that's you know, fair then yeah. it's like all right but anyways so They'll, you can you can find out when this happens. It's not really a huge of a deal. Well, first of all, it's a speed solving event. So there are many speed solving events. Uh, there's usually the way it works in the speed cubing world ish. If you wanna you know get to the nitty gritty, it's just it's very simple. You have events where people compete to solve various puzzles. So they they do the two by two, the three by three, four by four, five by six by six, seven by seven, eight by eight, nine by nine, and nine by nine is the highest usually officially. And then the other events like the clock, uh, the pyramix, the mega mix, the giga mix, blah blah blah. All the other. I was gonna ask the other shapes. Do they do they still prefer themselves as speed cubing, even if it's not a cube? Yes, actually, I think everything is just a speed speed cubes because it's called WCA, which is the World Cubing Association. Okay, interesting. So the event itself is called cubing, regardless of the actual shape of the yeah, puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. That's that is that is factual. Not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, obviously, and there's also blindfold events. There's feet events. I think feet is no longer official anymore, but it used to be very like, oh, yeah, who can solve the routine with their feet the fastest? And that was like a really kind of funny event, you know. But I like the blind solving. I mean, that that is a skill. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, the blind solving is obviously very impressive. How many cubes can you solve when you're blindfolded? And there's another event called smallest smallest moves, lowest moves, fastest lowest moves. Fewest I- moves. Fewest moves, FMC, that's what it is. Yeah, slowest moves doesn't make any sense. What? Fewest moves. And so, yeah, it's like, basically, you get a cube, everyone gets the same scramble, and then you ha- you get you have time, you have a piece of paper and stuff, and you kind of just have to figure out what is the fewest moves to solve this sucker. Th- those are pretty cool events, you know. So they're not, I'm saying, what I'm saying is they're not just, oh, I can, I can, I can rotate this cube fast. It's just, it, there's other stuff there too. But obviously the most famous event is the 3x3 three three solve or cubing uh, race or whatever. The OG. Yeah, the way it's usually handled is there are judges, which are usually just volunteers, and there are official, like, stack map timers. Uh, actually, there's a few timers, but, you know, and usually they're recorded. Most of them are recorded just, you know, for cheating and just for, you know, quickly checking if anything went wrong. And there's a bunch of scrambles that are computed before the day and I think during the day. I'm not really sure. And what they do is the judges take the cube. So everyone has their own cube, okay? They're, you bring your own cube. Because some people have modded their cubes, right? And the cube has to fit the specification of the standards. So, for example, pillow cubes are not allowed. 
Pillow cubes are like cubes that are smooth and rounded. They're not allowed because they're shape shifting. Like the, if you if you like you know if you like if you rotate them, they're like they change the shape a little bit. So something so properly like, cornered cubes. Yeah, actually, I think maybe they're allowed now. But anyways, the point is, it's some of them are not allowed because of various reasons, right? Like what like for example, let's say you put a dot in one of the one of the corners of one of the cubes. It's kind of like no no no, you can't do that. It has to be you know fit in some guidelines. But most people put like you know definitely they put lube in their cubes. Some people have magnets. Some people have like you know it's a top tier hundred dollar cubes. I can understand like putting like some kind of like Vaseline or something inside the cube to make it spin faster. What are magnets for? What do so, the magnets fit in? Right now, I think the most popular cubes like hundred dollar cubes. What I'm talking, they have like magnets and they have a really good do they, tension. Like, snap in place. Yeah, exactly. They snap in place. And actually, for a long time, mm. I was like, yeah, should those be allowed? Should they not be allowed? But now they're allowed, so it's, it's whatever. Because because one of the biggest problems with cubing is when you solve a cube, people are usually really fast solving cubes, and they might in the middle of solving it they might twist a corner or something, right? They place the cube down and they hit the timer and they're like, I'm done. If you do that, or if you rotate one of the edges, which is very common, right? So it's the whole thing is solved, but you, one of the edges is rotated. And you, you smack the timer, you're like, I'm done. That adds up. They don't they don't disqualify you. They add a plus two to your timer. Plus two seconds. This could be huge. Oh, two whole seconds, but basically one twist? Exactly. Because it's, it's not solved anymore, right? So technically, you submitted a non-solved. I just assumed that they wouldn't, the timer wouldn't stop, or they wouldn't count the timer as stopped until you pick it back up and do it again. Yeah, well, I mean, you stop the timers. It's kind of like, what are you gonna do? Unstop the timer and start it again? So that's that's kind of a big issue. So with these magnets, it kind of hopefully prevents that. Okay, so that's the kind of that's kind of background you need. Pretty sure. Uh, with blindfolds, a little bit different rules. Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. You can you can look at the rules if you really care that much. But the three by three is the main event. So what happened is, for a long time, the three by three world record. As in, like, oh, yeah, wait, before I get to that, in the official, uh, like, official competitions, which could be hosted throughout the world, if you make a world record, like, you can make a world record, right? You can make mm-hmm. world records, you can make national records, you can make personal bests, which matters to you, and maybe your profile, but not really to, you know, big lists. The but sport na- as a whole. Yeah, but national records are obviously very, very important. And then there's also the world cubing like competition or I don't know what it's called, but basically every year, or every other couple of years, I don't really know. They have that, like that competition and that you can also be the world champion. Even if you don't have the world record, you can just like whoever did the best solve in during that event, you become the world champion. You know, you know what I'm saying? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it makes sense. Okay. So what I'm trying to get at here is any competition, any valid official competition, you can get a world record solved and it counts as an official world record. By you, it doesn't okay. have to. Be, it doesn't have to be. This is the world championships, and this guy got a world. And it doesn't have to. I mean, that's cool, but it doesn't have to be. So it's not like it wouldn't kind of think I was just in my apartment recording myself. Yeah, that would be that would be like a personal best, and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be officially. Oh, it wouldn't be recognized. Okay, makes yeah. sense. I yeah. guess there's like some sort of official way to like verify the cube and all that stuff. So and there are people that track unofficial world records too, because they're unofficial, but people have like they're recorded. Right, usually people. I mean, these people usually record them solving them. So they're like, oh well, here's the solve and here's. But you know, you can't. It's not official because there's no judge and there's no you know third party mm-hmm. timer kind of deal. Can't hit the cube. Can't check. Yeah, the timer itself. Don't even know. Do they do they show the scramble beforehand? Like how they generate the scramble? Yes. Oh, yes, they, do. they do. They like they show they generate it and they scramble it the way it says to do it and then. And a lot of times, what happens is if someone in a well in an official cubing solve, they say if someone's thought to have cheated or something they they will scramble the cube again with the same scramble and ask them just to do it again and generally you'll be you'll be either as faster faster the second time 
Mm-hmm. Or you'll or you'll you'll solve the cube the same way as the first time because you just know how to do it. So it's kind of like you know, and other people will solve the cube too. It's not like a you know, it's not not rocket science, right? I mean, well, I'll get to that. Okay, I was gonna ask in your personal opinion because I know like you somewhat can speed solve, right? To some capacity, which is more okay. than I can do. You can you can call it that. I just want I just wanting to know how much do you think the the speed or the time depends on the scramble itself. Like, are some scrambles just subjectively um, better than others? Okay, I am not, like, the best uh, speed solver. Here's what, here's, the, I, I live by a simple, simple metric, okay? Because I can solve a cube, well, maybe not anymore, but back in my prime, if I, when I could solve a cube, I could solve it in, like, 40 seconds, okay? My fastest. Okay, yes, very so, impressive. So, in, well, I don't think so. In my opinion... It's definitely better, dude. No, that's what, what I'm, that's what I was going to say. My humble opinion, if you can solve a cube in less than 20 seconds, you are... You, it's not. You're not just memorizing stuff. Like you're also thinking. You're also adding a little. You're bit applying thinking. knowledge. Yeah, and if you can solve the cube in less than fifteen seconds, and you, you're you're definitely doing way more than you know, you're, you're 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 doing something. You're not just memorizing. You're not just like, oh, I know these algorithms. No, no, no. You're you're thinking hard on what the solve should do. I'm firmly I'm firmly in the memorization camp where it takes you like a solid like two and a half minutes, but it's just like it's just me just reiterating the order of stuff yeah yeah well that's how you start right but you'll get the hang of it when you if you do way more solves you'll start noticing that's just how it works right so does the scramble matter a lot yes yeah for sure it does but the reason why a lot of the top speed cubers don't like the two by two event that much or they they it's not that they hate it but they just say that two by two is like luck based you get a good scramble and you have like you solve it in like it's like less than a second. I think it's less than half a second or whatever. It's like the solve or whatever. You just get lucky. You just get a good solve. Boom, you're done. So it's like it's not really. It's still skill based. You still have to be skilled enough to be able to figure that out. But it's it's a lot more on luck. And the lower end the cube is, the more luck it is because you know there's less possibilities and whatnot kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So the three by three does have that, but it's it's still in my opinion right now. Yes, the scramble matters a lot, but it still matters. To be, you still have to be a, a very smart, like, and looking carefully person to to have gotten the world records. It's not like, oh, whatever, they got a good scramble. No, 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 no. They, they, they got it. I was wondering because I feel like at events like this, the kinds of people who are participating are already up there, and they're probably relatively close in skill. And then it feels like, then I guess at the end of the at the end of the day, the scramble is what determines who gets the world record. So there, there are events like you know. Um, group solving and like fun exhibition events that people have with like the top tiers and whatnot and yeah different people do differently with different solves so there's different styles of solving rubik's cube you know one of the the most famous right now i'm sure you learned it it's called cfop right you do the cross then the first two layers then the oll then the pll you do like the outer layer mm-hmm. and the permutation of the outer so you, this is this is like the most famous one and it's like the one that was invented by like, uh, someone who's like oh this is this is the best and a lot of people use that because it's very easy to memorize algorithms for but the top tier people some people they use like a variation of that there's something called like a winter's variation, and then they use like X cross, and they, they add some. And they, like Ooh. back in the day, there's there's a guy called Felix Zemdegs who was like the top top, and he was winning like every single competition. Like he would win two by two, three by three, four by four. Every single event, he would just win. And they said he's just so good that he invented his own things called like zero, like like some like zero look ahead or something like that. Like he like he just he's and he wouldn't share the secrets. It's like a joke because like he's just so good that people didn't really oh, couldn't see. understand. Um, but not, any, not anymore. So, so here's the way it works. There are two big world records that matter for three by three. There's a three by three single world record. So here, I just you just get one cube. Uh, well, well, you you solve the one cube and you got the best time solving that one cube. 
Mm -hmm. So that's very, very impressive. However, that is a little bit luck-based because, yeah, you could get the best scramble in the world and then it's very easy for you and you just got it. But still, and the other one which people care about is called the average of five. So you solve the Rubik's Cube five times and the average of that five solves is your record or it is whatever, is your is your time. And if that, that could be the world record. The world record for the 3 by 3 single solve was broken by Yu Sheng Du a while ago. A while ago, he beat Max Park, who was already like a legend. Because it was, it was like Felix, Felix Zemdegs and a few other people for a long time. Then Matt's Park came in and then kind of defeated everyone for a long time. He was like doing really, really well. Everyone's like, oh, he's, he's the next Wonder Kid. He's, he's still amazing. Then Yu Sheng Du came out of nowhere. And he got like a three-second, like a sub-four, uh, sub-four-second world record. And everyone's like, what? They only thought sub four would be broken in three by three in like years. So I don't I don't see that record. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but it's 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 very impressive. It's very difficult to get. Mm -hmm. So good job to him. But that that's not the one I'm talking about. That but good job to that kid, who 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 beat that record. Very amazing. Very very superior. The reason why I say it's it's, it's amazing, and I was gonna say it's not gonna be broken in years, which is possibly true, but Max Park, Felix Zemdegs, the guy I'm about to talk about, and everyone else, they have unofficially, in their own you know cubing have gone like sub threes before so it's whoa yeah it is possible but you just have you know the right the stars have to align and you know everything has to work properly for that to happen people have their off days too you know so it's it's just one of those things okay the guy I'm ta about to talk about who broke the world he broke the world record for the average of five solves for the three by three and his name mm. is timon i don't actually know his last name but timon you're amazing or timon kolasinski he's, he's the one that did it and he got a he got a world record average of 4.86 seconds. So it's a sub five average record. It's the first. It's it broke the sub five barrier, which is why it's kind of impressive. It's like whoa, okay. Every 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 single person before then had had at least a five second average. He broke that. He's like no no no. We're we're going we're going to the four seconds now, which very nice, very nice. is insane to me. Imagine saying okay, here, I give you five cubes and your average is like solving in less yeah. than five seconds. I already told you it's impressive. You can solve it less than 20 seconds. Less than five seconds? What the heck? This guy is the, the next the next level. And the way he did it also was amazing because, you know, you might think it's luck-based, but he I, he was doing really well. So he, he saw the first one, you know, he got a time, whatever, and he did really well. Obviously, he's doing really well. Like, all of his solves are, like, less than, less than five seconds. And he already, like, if I looked at his stats, and his PBs are really, really good, too. Like, he like his personal, his, his, his average of 2,000 solves, he, like, he keeps track of that stuff. His average of 2,000 solves is, like, uh like almost like five point something seconds. So it's like he's 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 sub six no matter what. Like even in his worst day he's sub six, which is like insane to me. Uh really crazy. Six seconds, my god. Is the is the creator of the Rubik's Cube still around? I think he passed you know? away. Uh I I would love to hear his opinion on these kind of things. He he yeah, he definitely talked about it. Oh no he's still alive. Oh awesome. Seventy eight right now. Or maybe this Wikipedia article is not really up to date. I don't know. He's an avid gardener, and he likes collecting succulents in his, his favorite pastime. Is his name Rubik? Is that why it's called yeah. Rubik's Cube? Erno like Rubik. Okay. Yeah, Erno Rubik. Hungarian. The most famous Rubik in the world. That's, that's true, it's true, true, true. Here's the thing, though. So he saw there's five solves, but he did six solves. Why? Because there was a misscramble in his... Like I don't know, his fourth or fifth solve, whatever. There was a misscramble. They scrambled the thing incorrectly, Ooh. and they gave it to him, and then he solved it. And they're like, later on, they found, they looked at the footage, and they're like, wait, that's not. They messed up, and your your av your world record is not really. Ro Sorry, you got to do it again because we messed up. And he's but just like, the one seems like. 
just the one. But this was after the like it was, it was it was like the last thing in the event, and in in the video of like the actual event, you could see everyone's looking at him because obviously he's about to do something crazy, and it's like huge huge amount of pressure, and he's just sitting there. They give him the scramble, and he's and it's so fast, right? It's less than five seconds. So you're like. You don't have to wait for like the, the you don't have to wait for the athletes to run around the track. You don't have to wait for the swimmers to do. You just wait five seconds, you know, and then uh and you don't know what's going on. It's too fast for you for your eyes to see, but you just watch what happens. And he finished it, and then he got the world. He still he still got the world record average. He still beat sub five seconds. It's, it's, everything worked perfectly. And later on, a lot of people evaluated. I, I mean, this guy, this guy. So many people make makes videos on uh, like evaluating this this dude solves. This the guy uh, I'm watching has like twenty minutes of just going through this dude solves and his his process and the dude the timo is like a genius like basically because the way he solves is a little different than other well other people do this well too but timon does it a little bit too well because the way i the way you solve a rusi is yeah you, you do the cross okay you do, he, he follows cfop sort of but like a little variation right you do you do the cross you do the first two layers you do the outer layer and you do the permutation of the outer layer but what timon does really well is and it's expected the top tier cubers which you saw the cross in like like half a second you saw the cross you remember you get you get i don't think i mentioned this but you get like 15 seconds of inspection time so you can look at the cube and look around the cube and you know kind of devise a strategy 15 seconds and then you solve the cube so it's not just like oh you pick up a cube and then you just you get 15 seconds of inspection time like during that inspection time he's he's pretty much solved a lot of the cube right like you saw usually they say if you solve the cross plus a few of the you know the first two layers you're kind of doing good but the way that timon solves is is he doesn't just solve the cross but he also he solves the first two layers in such a way that it's easy to solve everything else. So there are many ways to solve the first two layers. Like you could you could do this, you could do that. You know, you could you could decide on different ways. But he, the way he decides, the way the things he chooses to do, and he might he makes things harder for. It seems like he makes things harder for some because some people are like, well, I don't use this, this algorithm which has fewer steps. He uses a different algorithm which uses wide moves or like certain other moves or whatever. And they're like, why why would he do that? But he does that because. If you do certain things, then it makes other things easier. And so basically, it's called look ahead. His look ahead is very good. So the better your look ahead is, the better, you, the faster you solve because you can see way ahead. So he can see so far ahead that he's doing algorithms that seem weaker in the beginning because they're they, they're so good in later stages. I see. So he's setting things up for later stages, but then what that setup looks like it's a more complicated, inefficient way of doing the thing he's currently on. Yeah, exactly. For me, oh, that's an inexperienced guy. Awesome. Yeah, and th- all top tier cubers do this for sure. But Timon does it really fast. There's also something called finger tricks, and you know that obviously he does that stuff super fast. There's so, so much tech in this, dude. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, and he's using a world class cube too. He's using a a, a Gonski, which is like a hundred dollars or whatever. But it's obviously it's working out. So good job to that. That's the part that's surprising me the most is that you can bring your own cube. I totally thought they'd be like, here are the cubes that you will be assigned. That's it. No, 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 no. Well, see, that's the thing. Before, when the queues were getting, when, when the times were getting less than 20 seconds, half, half that, that, the reason for that was because you can use speed cubes. You don't just have to use a Rubik's cube. Like, Rubik's brand cube. Mm-hmm. Rubik's brand cubes suck. And Rubik's brand released their speed cube version, which also suck. But the, the, the unofficial, like the Chinese, you know, the Gun and the Moyu and the Weilong and the, the bajillion brands these days that are competing for this market that publish, that make these cubes, Dude, they call, they're they're getting super expensive these days. They're like sixty dollars, a hundred dollars. What do they do? They add a few magnets. They add a few tensions. Like, okay, bro, you're you're cutting it close here. But you know, then the, then someone makes a world record with them, and everyone's like, oh, we gotta get that cube. We gotta get the cube. But you know, it's not the wand that chooses the wizard. Do you think this is a scenario of 
Harry Potter. Always doing Harry Potter. <laughs> Do you think this is one of those scenarios where, like, could you imagine a world where the companies are actually sponsoring, like, properly sponsoring the actual athletes themselves? I mean, they are. They already are. Even they are. Working? Oh, yeah, of course they oh, are. Then. Okay, of course they are. He's, he's sponsored by he's sponsored by the cube, the Cuban company that he's with. The Gone. He's sponsored by Gone. Felix Zeno is sponsored by Gone for a long time. Matt Wall is sponsored by Moyu. Of course, they're sponsored right. by. Him. I didn't think it was that big, but I guess it, I guess it makes sense if you're if you're aiming for this market, that's who you're gonna sponsor, right? You're not gonna put YouTube ads out. Yeah, obviously, and you're not making a lot of money from speed keeping. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a world record holder and he's amazing, and he has a YouTube channel, and you can check that out and whatnot. But he's not making a lot of money speed cubing. You know, he's just yeah, that's true. But that's why sponsorships help because then he can you know focus on the speed cubing, you know that part. I mean, Felix Zemdex did so well. They invited him to so many shows and stuff. He went to like a show in China, and he like defeated everyone there. And he went, he went to like places everywhere. And he's like, de- like do- when he was doing, like basically touring the country as a speed cuber. It's kind of interesting to think about. And then later on, he's like, well, you know, it's good and all, but you wanted to focus on other things. Yeah, it makes sense, you know. So we got a sub five average of five world record. It's amazing. When will the sub four second be broken? Uh, maybe not in my lifetime, or maybe in like twenty years. Who knows? I kind of want to know, was the 6th cube better or worse than the one that he had to redo? You mean the scramble? Yeah, like the scramble, but like just his time. Like that one individual time. Um. Like did, they, did he raise the average or lower the average having to redo one of them? Great. I don't have his times. I don't have his times in the list. But, uh. Is there no Wikipedia page for this? Oh, okay, here, 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 here. I have it. Okay. It was worse. So it was okay, worse. here's our one. Here's our one. The first one was 4.02 seconds. Second one was 4.02. Oh, so almost sub three or sub four. But that's not that's not impressive because the, the world record for a single solve is already sub four. It's 3.47 seconds or something. Okay. So as an individual cube, it's nothing crazy, crazy. Per no, se. no, it's, it's insane, but it's not it's not world record insane because it's already been broken. That's, that's... But, then, I'm, I'm, but his average was 4.8 and the one cube he had to replace was basically four seconds flat almost. Yeah. Well, no, no, that, no, no, that one was his first solve. That wasn't the one. That wasn't the one. That wasn't the, that oh, wasn't the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just go- I was just going in order. I was just going in order. Okay, yeah. I thought we said first, thought you meant the one that he replaced. Yeah, no, no. So it was okay. 4.02, then 4.68, then 5.33, then the 4.51 solve, which was removed. Then, oh, okay. Then 5.59, cutting in close. No, I'm kidding. Then the 4.56. So... The one that was replaced was the four point the four point fifty one, and it was replaced by the four point fifty six. Oh, okay, okay, so it's not that much. Okay, I thought and, I thought the, I thought the four point oh two one got replaced. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be hard to replace. If he's averaging four point eight, four point two is gonna be hard to re- replace. But okay. Yeah, and he used the Angstrom Gun Twelve M Maglev UV version. If that, if anyone wants to check. What? I know, I know. I'm sure it's like a hundred billion dollars. But also. The main thing is the pressure, you know. Like he's really good, obviously, but that's a lot of pressure because everyone's watching. Yeah. It's like if you if you do this, you're making a world record. Obviously, it's a huge he's huge pressure on you. I assume it's like a a prize award, money, something at that contest itself. I have no clue, but the prestige is good enough. Is it? You can't live off prestige. Well, for me, I guess it's for me. I guess for me, but he's already sponsored, so it's not like a. I guess just keeps true, his yeah. sponsorship he's deals, and you know, probably gets better deals now because he's holding a world record. Did he have? I think he had world records before too. So it's not. Did he, I'm I'm not sure, I'm not sure. But people have been following his career for a long time because they're like, oh, he's doing he's doing insane. But it's interesting because before this world record was broken, it was it was held by Max Park, and people were looking at his stats, and Max Park always beat the previous world record by like point one second. Oh, he so just he's like on the. 
And so people are like, he did it because he wants to beat the, his world record again and again. And Max, Max Park has has beaten the world record a bajillion times. And then comes Timon, and he's like, eh, we'll beat the world record by like 20 seconds, or a point 20 seconds. Do you, think he could, do you think he's doing that on purpose? Do you think he has like the ability to time himself and keep track of the time down to the point one second? Honestly, honestly speaking. Oh my god. In an average of five? Maybe. Maybe. He, they're really fast, maybe. Is he doing that? I don't think so, but maybe. That's wild. I wasn't it like a thing where like this high jumper. I think it was a high jumper. He realized that you get like a certain amount of money if you beat a world record or something. Okay. And so, but he looked at the world record. And he's like, I can beat that by like loads. And so he just he beat it by like a tiny margin, over and over every single time till he got to his actual limit. And so he just got the payout every single time for each one of those records. That's how you gain the system. It is pretty ingenious. Alright, well, if we were having kumbayas and we're really happy these days, we need to have another deep and dark episode. Oh, man. <laughs> Take it back to episode zero days? <laughs> episode zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that was a dark one. No, no, okay. We're, we're I mean, not that. Okay, but anyways, recently on HBO Max, Final Destination has been put there. I don't know. It's it's streaming there. Oh, they put HBO Max on? Okay. Oh, yeah. they put Final Destination on HBO Max? The, the entire series, or like at least five movies, man. I can't believe they made five movies on Final Destination. What the heck? I think there's like seven, right? Wait. Oh, okay. Psych. So th- th- there's at least five movies in HBO Max for Final Destination. And so I was like, all right, let me watch. I mean, I remember them as a kid. I was like, let me, you know, here and there. Let me watch As one. a kid? You actually Final Destination as a kid? Ooh. It, it, I don't know. It was on TV, I guess. I remember I remember some of the deaths, and I was like, hmm, I wonder which 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 movie were in the which movies were in the deaths, and which movie did I watch kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. That they're, makes all, sense. they're all kind of dispersed. So I was like, hmm, okay, what the heck? It's been a fever dream. But anyways, the the idea of well, maybe we should explain. Well, wait, first of all, have you watched Final Destination? I watched. I think the the opening like maybe twenty minutes of Final Destination two as a kid, because it was it was the same thing. Right? I was flipping the channels and I stopped on it. Yeah. And then like it was late at night, and I was like, go to bed. And that's it. That's all I've seen of the Final Destination movies myself. But I'm well aware of like. Each each of the movies, especially the first one, I'm, I'm very familiar with. Just from like pop culture, I guess you could say. I don't actually know, like the, <laughs> the order anymore because it's all kind of a blur. But yes, the concept is very simple though, right? In, in it's a very simple formula. Generally, in all the movies, which is just, you know, in the beginning of the movie they show you some catastrophe occurs, and then well, psych, it was a flashback or it was it was it was a premonition. Yeah. So it didn't, it didn't actually a happen. Prophecy. Yeah, it was a huge, it was a terrible catastrophe. A lot of people died and yada yada yada. But some dude that was supposed to have died had that premonition, and because he had that or she had that premonition, they do whatever it takes to stop the crash or the killings or whatever to happen. Mm-hmm. And in doing they prevent so, the incident. Yeah, they prevent the incident. Well, well, they don't prevent the incident. They prevent them dying and they save some oh, people right, right. that happen to also yeah, not that's die. Yeah, happens. Yeah, so some people also don't die, which should have died, I guess, but they didn't. And the premonition goes through. Like, I mean, I mean, it actually happens. It's like it's like they see the future somehow. They're validated. Yeah, and because they do this later on, one by one, everyone that survived gets killed in like the most gruesome ways you can imagine. They just die slowly. Gruesome and like domino effect kind of ways, typically. Like it's a series of things that go wrong that eventually kill the person. Yeah. And. 
it seems like you can't, that that's kind of the basic idea. So it's called Final Destination because the Final Destination is death, and you cannot prevent death. So, you know, roll credits. There you go. That's the movie. Yeah, that's basically the entire movie right there. And I I didn't realize this, but this movie is like whoever was making this movie. They're, they're, the target audience for this movie is just someone that likes to see people die. Like I I don't want to I don't want to call it like that. I don't want to call it like that. Yeah, you do you. But when I was watching, that, I was like, why are they so explicit with the way people die? What the heck? Here's the thing. Here's okay. Here's the thing that blew my mind when I watched because I, I was familiar with the Final Destination series, and it was always portrayed to me as like a person sees vision, prevents you know them and their friends typically from dying from said vision. You know, the vision happens, and slowly, one by one, they all die. The end. Yeah. But what I didn't know until years later is at least in the first couple movies, I think one and two, not everyone dies. Wait, I was gonna talk about. Okay. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, okay, now now I can see why this is a movie. Because, like, oh, who will survive, who won't? Now it's interesting. But in the later movies, I believe, everyone dies, no matter what, always at the end. So now it becomes into just, oh, I wonder how they're going to die. So that's the thing, okay, exactly what you're saying. I When I was watching it, I was like, is, so, because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to figure out why is this happening. And is there a pattern? Is there a way we can break the pattern? Is there something that we can do? Yada, 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 yada. And I'm like, that's interesting. That's like, you know, it's not focused on them dying. But then, yeah. then, but even then, the scenes where they do show them dying, it's like, I, do I need to see that? That's so clear. Do I need to see? Like, I, I, you know, I don't, really? That's kind of crazy. And so I know that that's what this movie's marketed. To, I mean, not marketed, but it's like, it's like if someone's like, ah, uh-huh, yes, like, let me see how someone dies by like a random steel beam. Yes, that's what I like. It's like, what the heck, dude? I don't, you know? Let me see this man trip over spaghetti and then have a metal rod go through his eye just by chance. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, and obviously there's so much blood in these movies. It's like I feel like that's that's you know, it's too much blood. Like it doesn't seem like it's realistic. They just throw it in there. But anyways, so yeah, let's talk about because the first movie, the way it starts is in the first movie I liked it better because because the way they did this, they had that dude has a vision. He's it's a it's the it's the flight. Okay, so it's a plane. They're on the plane. It's a it's a it's a bunch of French students, high school students that are going to a field trip to France. Francois, Paris, Baguette, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and they're, so they're on the You're plane. Like, how many stereotypes can I gain in this one sentence? How many can I do? Yeah, yeah. And there's you know the dude has a friend, and there's you know there's like there's like brothers there, and there's like you know their crushes, and then their bullies, and there's a bunch of different people. You know, it's it's a, it's a high school, okay, and there's this class, so you know take it as you will. And so he sees the whole vision happen. Which is, you know, there's there's some steps to it and whatnot, but everyone dies. There's a plane, the plane explodes, whatever. As soon as it takes off, kind of deal. He sees his vision. He gets up. He's all sweaty and whatnot. Like he's sleeping, I guess. And he gets up. He's like, what? What? And slowly, everything's playing out as his vision says. You know, his things, his seat thing breaks at the same thing his premonition does. So he's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And he gets very scared. And he's like, I need to get off the plane right now. And they're like, dude, we can't let you off. He's like, I need to get off the plane right now. He's like, so he's he's kind of like leaving. And and as it's happening. One of the guys, one of the kind of bully guys, he gets up. He's like, "All right, dude, I've had, I've had enough of you, kid." He's about to beat him up in the in the, in the plane aisle. Then his girlfriend gets up, and then his friend gets up, and then the 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 two, there's like two girls that are already in the aisle. They're already up, and there's like a little skirmish that follows. And then basically, they uh, the air hosts and everyone they push all of them out of the plane, and mm-hmm. they say, "Y'all not, you're not getting on." And there's two teachers, two chaperones, that also get pushed off, and they say, "We're not letting anyone back on the plane. You guys, you guys have to stay. You mean you can take the next flight? That you have to stay here though." And oh, okay. The teachers, they say, well, well, one of us has to be on the plane. So this is interesting because they, they choose. They're like, well, who should go on the plane? And one of the teachers is like, okay, you can go because you know you know French better. So that dude goes on the plane first. And okay. the whole time that kid is saying, they're going to die. It's going to explode. Kind of, he's very crazy. He's very flustered. 
And, the, you know, obviously the bully is mad. He's like, you know, and everyone's kind of mad. They're like, well, we didn't get to go. One of the dudes was in the bathroom. So he kind of, he was just kind of unfortunate, or I guess fortunate, that he that he didn't, uh, he, 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 he was too late. So he was stuck in the aisle and they got pushed out anyways. Oh, I see. Okay. It's it's interesting how they play it out, right? This is the case in all the movies. And anyways, what happened is they just they're just like, uh, and they're all they're all kind of mad at him. Then they see the plane explode like right in front of them. They're like, what the heck? So he was right. Then yeah. the police come and blah blah blah. Doesn't matter. The point is they go back home, and as you know, it they people start dying. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot. There's another main character. There's a girl that's sitting there, and she's kind of like an emo goth. Like I don't even know what you gotta call it. Kind of girl. That's her aesthetic. Okay. Death is her aesthetic, I guess. Sure, and or she believes in superstitious stuff because as soon as he says that, she she's the only person that gets off her own volition because she believes in him and she gets off. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, that is interesting then. That is something. Anyways, the point is the story plays out. I don't actually remember the orders and whatnot, but people start dying. Okay, like the the two girls start dying and whatnot, and he starts noticing the pattern. Then he does get little bits of visions here and there. Like he's like he sees. It's all very blurry, like, obscure stuff. Like, he sees, like, a metal hook. So, that means probably someone dies with a metal hook or something. You know, some crazy stuff like that. And he realizes someone's about to die. He goes, he sees his friend. And they die in, like, the craziest and, like, terrible ways. I really don't know why they chose such. Actually, I guess there is there's a reason in story. And um, so, people start dying. Is there? And, yeah, there is. There, right. there is. I didn't know that. Because there's one dude in the story who just knows this is this is a thing. And he's the undertaker, the under, you know, the dude that does the embalming and stuff in the funeral. I mean, the, in the... Oh, okay. The cascades and whatnot. I don't know that dude. He's surrounded by death all the time. Got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they, cause they, cause they break in. So him and that one girl that believed in him. So his name is Alex, and the girl's name is Clear. They both break into the cemetery. I don't know the embalming place to see the, cause his his best funeral friend. Funeral home. Funeral home, sure. Uh, they break in to see his body because he had just died. His his best friend just died, and he kind of they say he suicided or he committed suicide. But there's no way that he he would commit suicide, kind of deal. Like that's that because that because like there's no way they're like covering it up or something. So anyways, they go in, and it's kind of sad because his brother dies. And whatever, it's sad. This is the whole the movie's sad. Okay, that's what you expect, right? I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, uh, people die. The movie, it's gonna be yeah. sad. But anyways, I mean, after a while, you get kind of numb to it because it's like Attack on Titan, right? It's like okay, they're gonna die, whatever. You kind of like whatever. That person had a family. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> you know. But so they go in, they break in, and they see the Undertaker dude. Well, he sees them, and he kind of he's very mysterious and very creepy. And he explains, you know, the rules, and he says, "Oh, death is upset that you blah blah blah, and it has to, you know, there's an imbalance or whatever the heck, and you gotta, you know, you kind of have to break the balance. You know, some obscure, I mean, some very vague BS, but you know, it makes sense. And they see the kid's body, and they say, "Oh, he didn't commit suicide because you know he he looks like he tried to free himself, but it didn't work out." Mm-hmm. So he said, basically, the idea in this movies, in this franchise, in this kind of environment, is that there's a thing called death, which is just surrounds everyone, and it, it it just does what it does. But if you somehow you get a premonition, they don't explain who gives you the premonition though. But whatever. That's what I'm wondering. Like, yeah. Why can Why could you prevent it in the first place? Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Like, where, what? But anyways, they get a premonition, and because you fooled death or whatever, the death has to come back and take their lives. Cheated death. Like Cheated that. death. Yes. And he does it, or I don't know, does it in the most gruesome ways. And there's an order. So the first movie they discovered that there's an order. The order is it goes backwards or forwards from the from the premonitions. Like the people die in in an order, so they go in the in the way of the explosion or whatever. Oh, so the, in the order they would have died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why his friend died first because he was the closest or whatever. Some some of that, right? So he's like, okay, so I know who the next person is going to be. He tries to warn them, but of course it never works. It's not it's not supposed to work. It doesn't work. But they do discover that if they intervene and they prevent someone's death, 
then it skips that person. So death skips that person. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, so let's say death doesn't, death doesn't try again. It just moves on to the next one and maybe cycles its way back. Okay. So let's say yes. Let's say it's A, B, C, right? Well, in our case, it was Alex, Clear, and then let's just, I, I don't know. I don't remember the names. Like, let's just say Billy, right? They save okay. Billy. Okay. So then it goes to the next person in the list, which might be Clear. But it doesn't okay. kill Billy. Billy's still alive. And what if they prevent Clear from dying? Then it goes yeah. to Alex. And what if they prevent Alex from dying? Then it's all Kumbayas, right? Uh huh. Well, that's what they thought. What actually ended up happening was they do prevent someone's death. And it goes down to everyone dies, basically. There's only three people left alive. It's Alex, the main guy, obviously. Clear, his girlfriend, slash, maybe not yet, but, you know, probably. And the bully. I forgot his name. Oh, interesting. The bully dude. His bully dude's girlfriend dies too, so he's kind of like, you know, one of those things. And they actually fly to Paris at the end of the movie. And they, they you know, they do like a toast, like, you know, to, every, to all of our friends kind of deal. You know, we made it. You know, screw everything else kind of deal. And they're all happy and stuff. And then it looks like it's all good. But then, but Alex, he's still kind of like, you might call him fanatical. Because he's like, wait a minute, guys. He pulls that piece of and like, oh my God, dude, stop. It's over. Because I think it's been a few weeks or something. He said, no, but look at this. If this is the order and you prevented this death, then da 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 then I'm next kind of kind of deal, right? And they're like, fine. Then you're gonna the bully's like, yeah, you're gonna die then, whatever. And they kind of <laughs> it's kind of like a joke, right? So then Alex's mm-hmm. about to go home. He's right about to die because it's like you know it literally something something like a, something tries to kill him, and then his, the bully saves him, so he intervenes. Okay. Okay. And they're like, so yeah, I guess you were on the list. So it hasn't stopped yet. And then, but they're like, but then who's next on the list? And it's the bully. And then the bully gets killed like right after. Like a second later. Oh, immediately afterwards? Yeah, it was like, it just oh, used wow. it very fast. And he couldn't prevent his death. That's how the movie ends. So two people survive technically, and yet it looks like they might still die because it's still going on. Yeah, it's just going to be back and forth. Even if you save one of them, next one you got to save them and then back and forth just forever. Yeah. So already it's a pretty interesting idea, right? It's an it's a very interesting premise for a movie, sure. It's a very... I've never heard of a story like this before, so... Then in the second or the third movie, I don't know. This story, it's kind of you know they have like it's like an anthology series, but they're not really because it some some, I was gonna some say, of them, some some of them carry over, right? Yeah, some like carry I think over. the second one has some, the main character or the or clear. Yeah. So what happens is they reveal in the second movie right when it starts. Well, sort of. The girl has a premonition. Obviously, you know, there's a car crash or whatever, and then they're yep, like, "Yep, this is the one I remember." Honestly, oh, this, this I have to ask you, did maybe because you watch, I watched it at a young age? Have any of the deaths stuck with you enough to like? You remember them in certain scenario, like real life scenarios. I know what you're gonna say, and of course, of course. Okay, ton of them. The laser eye surgery is one of the bigger ones, but yeah, I know. What oh, you're laser gonna say. eye surgery. Okay, which one do you think I'm gonna talk about? Yeah, the truck thing, right? With the with the with the trees and stuff. With the wooden the logs, logs, I, the logs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not even the one that I think of. What? What's the one that do? I think of? Is it's it's in that crash? It's in the the premonition crash. Okay. It's the woman. She knocks a water bottle. I don't know if she's drinking the water bottle or what, but she had a water bottle in her car, and it rolls under her, into her legs, okay. and then fa- falls behind the brake pedal. So when she oh, hits the yeah, brake yeah, pedal, yeah, yeah, yeah. the water bottle is blocking the brake pedal from being pressed down. Yeah. And every time there's a water bottle in my car, I swear to God, I remember that scene. Oh my God, dude. What the heck? <laughs> like, I just remember it. It's not enough to bother me where it's like, oh, no water bottles allowed in the car. But like, I remember it. Do you remember how the woman looks like? No. I have no remember. The people themselves. I just remember big fiery explosion. One dude gets a log straight to the face. Uh, the water bottle stops one from breaking. And I, I, that's really it. Honestly, like, I remember very, very little of the actual. Because, because it's interesting you mentioned that. Because actually, one of the women's uh, she was a pregnant woman. I don't. That's something. Is I'm not sure if that's the one. 
in the premonition, it looks like she died, but she actually never dies. She she doesn't die. She ends up not dying. So she still lives. Oh, interesting. The pregnant lady lives, and her kid still lives. And one, so they thought the, the girl thought she died, but she didn't. So maybe maybe your your fear of water balls is, is unwarranted. She never died. <laughs> That'd be really funny, actually, if that was the case, where the one that stuck with you the most is the one that actually doesn't die. I need I need, I need to go back and check that. That's that's interesting. Yeah. So this is good. this one is interesting. This movie is interesting too because they show in the beginning there's a newspaper and whatnot. They show oh Alex had an unfortunate death. He got killed by like a flying brick. He was actually staying in his house for like two months or whatever. He got out one time to get groceries, or whatever, immediately, immediate death. And because of that, clear the girlfriend. She's in like she's voluntarily inside a mental asylum or whatever, so she's protected. And it's kind of weird that you're protected in a, in a mental asylum. Death can't reach you in a mental asylum. You can't just death can't just choke you with your own hair or something. Like you know, like yeah. It, it, even when you said he was in his own house, like surely plenty of those people died in their own houses. So easy to prevent death, I guess. All you gotta do is just not do anything. Even the mental asylum, I can kind of see it. Where it's like, okay, you're in, like in a room with padded walls, yeah. and you can't hurt yourself in any capacity. And if something were to happen accidentally that could put you in harm's way, somebody is there to stop you. Presumably, assuming you're going trying to c- commit suicide, I guess. Yeah. But like, there are people watching you to make sure you don't hurt yourself. So at least that one, I can see the logic there. But the staying in your own house for two months, like. How no, are you alive for two months? No, because in the first movie, they, they showed that Alex is kind of crazy. Like, he, oh, he okay. baby-proofed his house, and he's like, screw you, death, and you'll never get me in my own house. And then it never gets him because he's like, he's always, he like, he has everything, like, you know, kind of sh- shuttered, and he's like, you know, very careful and bubble wrap, you know. But I know, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, yeah, if death, death is, wants you, he get, death gets you. So in that movie, uh, I think the girl's name is Kimberly. She goes around, she does a bunch of stuff, and she's trying to figure out, you know, I like it because she's still trying to figure out, like, what's happening. She finds these patterns. She tries to go save people. She gets visions, etc. These visions seem way more prominent than Alex's visions, though. Like, she sees a lot more. And that, that goes out throughout the movie. Throughout the movie, like, the people that had the first premonition, they see a lot more than they really, I feel like, what, why, why are they seeing more? Like, why are they seeing who the next person going to die and how they're going to die? What's the point of that? But whatever. Mm. And, and so she goes to clear and Clear tells her that you blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a little bit more character development, which is pretty good. And then Clear dies, obviously, because that's kind of how it goes, right? That's <laughs> just the way it is. In this movie, they they go to the Undertaker dude again. Or maybe it's another movie. I don't know. But the Undertaker dude says the only way to prevent the cycle is you need to you need to clear the balance. Like, you need a new life, basically. Similar to somebody else? No, no, no. He was saying more like, they, well, they immediately thought of like birth. They need, they need, they need. A, oh, wow. Okay, that's that's a complete one eighty from what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. yeah. But you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But in this one, they were thinking of birth, and they're like, oh, there was a pregnant lady. We need to make sure the pregnant lady gives birth, and then it will stop everything. Okay, I, I I don't understand how they would assume that. Dude, don't don't ask me. I, I was honestly, I'm not really watching the movies properly. If someone know, said, hey, listen, you cheated somebody of a thousand dollars, and you'd you'd balance it out. Oh, so then we just have to like what like. If you cheat someone with a thousand dollars, and then you're like, "Oh, what if I just take more money?" That answers it out, right? If I, no, if I take you're another thousand dollars. You're giving birth to a kid, so it's more like I'm giving you back like ten thousand. That's kind of like, I guess that's what. That's is what that I'm... because in my mind, death? What death wants is people dead. That's what death wants, right? And so, if bringing life in, I guess that's a, a eighty years in the future death. So it's just like it's it's a it's a gift eighty years yeah. in the future. Honestly, I guess honestly, the rules don't make much sense anyways. It doesn't, you know. The one I was watching to, that's oh, not, again, not my logic it. was, listen, you got to balance the scales. You cheat death. You got to bestow death upon someone else. You got to balance it out somewhere. Dude, the way I'm watching these movies is I'm playing Clash of Clans mainly. And I'm, every once in a while, I'm like hearing what they Because, dude, I don't, I don't want to watch these gruesome deaths. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I really watch any of the gruesome deaths like fully. Because I'm like, it's way too crazy. What the heck? Some of them go on for like six minutes, right? Like, it's like, oh, some of them are like ridiculously long. It's like, oh, he, he's going to die now. No, he survives just barely. But then something else happens. It's like, 
and in later and movies, and in later movies, it's just like, oh, look how crazy, look how crazy. They're not just gonna get burnt alive. They're gonna get an axe through them, and they're gonna get this through them. They're gonna fall on some glass. Like, <laughs> oh, calm down, bro. He's already dead. Calm down. No, 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 no. Then another explosion. Then, then a train goes. And it's like, oh my goodness. But okay, okay. But so, they go to the pregnant lady. They try to save the or the newborn kid. The newborn kid survives. Yada yada yada. They think it's over. It's not over. She ends up. She's saying, "Oh, I have to kill myself." She goes to kill herself. Cause that's another theory. Like, what if the last person kills himself? Then how can death ever reach? The, how can death finish this? I don't. I don't know what I'm saying. The point is, <laughs> they gotta kill the last person, or like the person that made the premonition, I guess. And that happened to be her. In that oh, scene. the premonition. Okay, oh, the premonition is the one that dies last. Yeah, usually, generally. So I guess if you, what if you skip the line? All right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So she 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 goes to kill herself. Then she gets saved by her other by this one dude. And well, she dies, or does she? Because then she gets defibrillated, defibril, you know, oh, that, that thing. Resuscitated. Resuscitated, and she comes back to life. And I guess that's good enough for death. That movie is the only movie that I saw people actually break the cycle. So she didn't die. Her and the dude didn't die. But at the end of the movie, they showed that a random passerby kid that wasn't in the car crash, as far as I know, gets saved. By one of the dudes that was in the car crash, and usually, I don't know if that means anything because maybe I'm missing the lore. But he gets saved, and he's part of the cycle now. Then he gets killed a second later. So it's kind of like, oh, how crazy! The guy is. gets killed by that kid, that one kid that gets saved. So like, there's 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 a car that's about to, there's a car that's about to kill that kid. Okay, I think it's like a okay. normal accident. And then you find a destination or anything. He gets saved by one of the dudes that was actually supposed to die later on. Okay. So that somehow puts him in the cycle or something. I don't know because then he gets killed at the end of the movie. So I don't understand why. It's like you're not you're not allowed to save, save lives anymore. That's not an option for you. If you save a life, then it comes after you. Honestly, maybe we'll have follow up on that because I really wanted to know like what the heck? Why did that happen? In that movie, those two people survived, as far as I know. Maybe the cycle's still gonna be. Not even the next found decision three or four. They don't uh, come back and then die. It's an anthology. Kind of, well, I haven't seen the last one, so maybe maybe that maybe it's in the last one. Well, I, I haven't finished the last one, but yeah. But so this well the fifth one. There's only five in HBO Max, so. Then the third movie happens. I don't know. The, basically, the the plot goes away. Like it's like oh, they don't care about death or whatever. In one of the movies, they don't care at all about searching about what happened. Most of the movies they start off with, trying to break the cycle. Yeah, most of the movies they start off with like oh, look, this is what happened in the past, and well, how are we gonna do this, and what's the cycle, blah blah. blah. And sometimes they're very proactive. Some of the movies are like no one cares. Like I mean, they're just like whatever. We're gonna die. We're gonna die. We gotta do something before we do something. But that's kind of it. They do try to prevent the deaths, which is nice. But they they kind of just you know assume they're gonna die. And that I think that's the only movie we're talking about where everyone just dies and they're like they're looking at it and they're like they're, no matter what they do they can they just they're just going to die. There's no way they can prevent it. They can't intervene or whatever. There's no save a kid or whatever. That, that storyline was sh- was shelved I guess like that. Do ex machina or kill, let the last person die, but then bring them back. One of the movies was like you said, which is maybe you just have to kill someone and then, you know. And uh, well, one dude almost got to that got to that level, but you know he ended up dying before then, so it's like okay, whatever. So you you don't know if it's wrong. You don't know if it's wrong. He was yeah, just a bit yeah. too late. It's kind of interesting because the dude is like, okay, you're next on the line. So he's, the, the, I feel like that dude was smart. He was saying a lot of stuff like, oh, it's Newton's third law. And if the opposite force and equal, he was actually doing some pretty smart stuff. And he says, well, I'm not on the next on the list. So there's no reason for me to be scared kind of deal. He's like, I, it's very, it's very smart stuff. Okay. Like he's, che- like he's like, she's like cheating the system almost. I was like, he's thinking meta. I was like thinking outside. I was like, well, that's pretty, okay. Pretty clever. But then he gets debated because, uh, there's four. Let's say there's four people, right? And yeah. three of them are grouped up, and he's trying to kill one of them. Okay, and okay. he's not next on the list. So he's like whatever. But then the thing that's gonna kill him goes in a line, or not not kill him, but is because he's not next on the list, right? The thing that's gonna kill one of the three people goes toward them, but then one of the three saves all three of them by like making them duck or whatever, right? Oh, so that thing doesn't hit them. Okay, 
And if you avoid death, it just skips you in the cycle. Yeah, and he was actually standing in a line, so he it hit him, the other dude. So it's like I was like, okay. oh man, that's kind of death is like out cheating the out cheater. I'm whatever, dude. I'm, I'm probably thinking too deep, right? <laughs> See, this all this sounds fun, except I know I wouldn't enjoy the movie because I'm just watching people die. Yeah, yeah, no, skip those scenes. I wish, I wish, I was just like almost like. I don't need really to see how they die. They die, they die, whatever. But, like, I kind of want to see, like, the plot. Because the plot is it's still it's very... I wonder what the TV edited versions of this look like. Because you know how, like, on TV, you can't, you can, there's only so much you're allowed to show? Like, yeah. I wonder if that's better. Yeah, some of them are, some of them are really good. Final Destination 2. I want to ask you. When that guy, like, I mentioned it earlier. When that guy slips on the spaghetti, do you remember that one? And the, the ladder comes down on his face? Sure, yeah. No? Okay, I need to know specifically. Do you see his face get smashed in or not? Because I've... I recall dude, you, on the you TV. See that, and, dude, you see it. You see everything. Okay, so everything. If, if okay, some, yeah. Someone's eye so gets hit. You see everything. Yeah, okay. Because on the TV one that you didn't see that, all you see mm. is him looking up at the thing, it falling, and then it cuts to black. No, no. Okay, maybe they didn't show that one either. But maybe in later movies they definitely do. Like, like they they show like someone's like arm gets ripped off. Yeah, I feel like over time people just start pushing the boundary more and more and, t- and pushing what what is acceptable, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Like, look at like old horror movies and like, this was scary to people at one point. Like, there were people who would, like, leave the theater because they're like, oh, this is, this is it's simply too much. And you go watch the movie, and it's a guy holding a knife with blood on it. That's, like, that's the entire extent hey, of it. Hey, I mean, no, no, but, uh, but there was, there's some deaths that I remember as a kid. Like, I remember the gymnast death. That always, like, stuck with me. I was like, oh, my goodness, what the heck? But that felt like... That's the... Uh, doesn't that one have, like, really, like, ragdoll physics CGI kind of yeah, thing going on? Yeah, and also, on? there's, like, way too much blood. I felt like, mm, I don't know. But then there's, there's the death with the laser eye surgery. I remember that one vividly. Like, that scared the heck out of me. Because it's, like, it's, like, you know, like... Because you can't do anything, right? That's the problem with these things. There's like, she's getting a laser eye, and there's something wrong. I don't remember. I skipped the scene this time, too. And she's like... You skipped it. You didn't, like, listen to the screens or anything. Nah, nah, nah. Skip. And and, and she can't move, like, because her eyes are in place. Yeah. In such a weird way that you get constrained. And she didn't die because of laser eye surgery. Like, her eye got popped off or whatever the heck. But she didn't die because of that. She died because after that, she fell off the building. Which I feel like, come on, man. Glass that, in glass that high floor is not that easy to just jump, just jump through. Oh, right. okay, I get it. So it's like, say, she freaks out, basically, and gets off the table and then stumbles yeah. out a window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, uh, I don't know about that. But anyways, that movie was interesting because there was more, it, was, it played more on, like, personalities and, you know, I mean, they all do, but this was more like, you know, they're friends and they're more like, it just happened to happen like that, that way kind of deal. So none of, the, none of the movies explain where the premonitions come from. None of the four you watched. Uh, yeah, not so far. And the things, the last movies, the later movies, they don't even care about the Undertaker story. I mean, that's one of them. One of them does. But even then, it's like, it's very vague nonsense. Like, oh, death comes in a way and there's a cycle and blah, blah, blah. But it's not, you can't do anything. It's just like, you just die at the end. Who cares if you're going to die at the end, right? What's the point? Uh, we all die in the end, Hamza. One of the movies had a really good, like, kind of, I don't want to say a plot twist. It was like two weeks later and the girl is in a, in a, train ride going to like a college or something and she's like she's like oh she's all happy because it's all kind of i mean what are they talking about her? but she's she feels something again she's like the main premonition girl right and mm-hmm. the next stop she's like oh i'm gonna get off this stop because i feel something's gonna be wrong in the next stop and her friends are like what are you doing and she's like oh I'm gonna, i think i'm gonna get off here i like to walk like, it's really cold it's kind of weird right that she's doing this and okay. right as she's about to leave her sister gets on the train her sister was in one of the premonitions way earlier on too she was gonna die too but they they oh they she got saved She's like, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, you know, I can't. I decided to catch an earlier flight to see you, kind of deal, haha. She's like, wow, I can't believe you. She kind of got distracted for some. She said, wait a minute, why are you here? Because I forgot who the next in line was, like to die, right? But it's been two weeks or whatever. But she's like, oh, it's fine, because she met her, her her boyfriend, or I don't know if his boyfriend anymore. But it's the luck of the Irish kid, if you remember that movie. And uh, she's like, oh, because <laughs> that's what all, a weird way to say it. All right. That's all I remember him as. She's like, oh, yeah, I met him, and you know, they just say you're too worried. He's fine. He's doing great. So they're all like, you know, they're fine. 
then she still feels weird. She's like, "Why? I feel something. Something's wrong." And she looks around everyone in the train station or in the, in the train, and she sees the ki- the look of the Irish kid just sitting there listening to music. She's like, "What? What are you doing here?" She gets kind of like weirded out. He's like, "Oh yeah, I was going to visit someone, and I, you know, I was going to look you up later, but you know," she, and she knows that it's bad because she, she he shouldn't be there. Then they all crash and they all die in very gruesome ways. But it's not just these three that die. Everyone on the train dies. It seems like. And all of a sudden, it was a premonition. So basically, it, like it was just a premonition that she felt. And of course, uh, the cycle she, starts again. That's interesting because they didn't show another premonition happening from someone else, and this doesn't seem like she can prevent it again. Oh, that is true. Yeah, I guess so. Like it, in theory, if she just keeps getting premonitions, she can just stay one step ahead of it. Theory, yeah, in theory. That's weird. But yeah, I guess this time save everybody. So there's so many people that eventually <laughs> the cycle will be so big. It includes everyone in the world, and then everyone dies, and. I don't know, dude. So, what do you, what do you think about following this mission as a concept? Like, do you think that's, that's the thing in reality? Like, people have these premonitions and this kind of thing happens. Do you think this? Is, do I, are you asking me? Do you think this is real? No. No, no, not the movies, but just the just the idea of like. Oh, it's a very cool and... idea. It's a very cool idea of like, oh, if you cheat death, and then like now you have to like repay death essentially, and he's coming for you and all that. That's a very cool concept. Like I said, I I just don't care to see them how they actually die. I, I would totally watch them. I'd be more likely to watch the movies if they just said, oh, he died. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're 100% Even if right. they left it semi like se- semi vague in the sense of like like I said the TV edited version where you don't actually see them die die but you get the idea of how they died and then it cuts away and it shows like a newspaper or something where it says like kid uh, suffocates because of etc etc. Honestly, you can watch these movies just skip forward all the deaths and you you'd be fine. Don't the one thing I like about these movies is they don't skip over like their parents are still there, the families are still there. The, there's like a teacher who's there. Remember the teacher in the first movie? She's like always distraught. Mm. Like I, I told him to get on the train. I mean, in, on the on the flight first, and he oh, yeah. died. And she's like, she's like, she's like leaving town or whatnot. She dies like the worst death I've ever seen. Cause it's so, it's kind of comical because she's in the house and he knows that she's gonna die next, right? Uh, the dude knows, and he's been yeah, arrested at the second because you know he, they think I like how that about the FBI too. But because you know everyone's always like, wait a minute, how does this kid? I was gonna say yeah, if a kid gets off uh gets getting off the plane, everyone's gonna die, and then everyone dies on that plane, but he gets off it's like. This guy, this guy panned a bomb. That's it. That's it, right? Yeah, like, that's so what that's, you assume. That's what they're thinking. And so, they, but they follow him and so, and he's always in the scene of the next person that dies. They're like, hmm, question mark. But anyways, he goes to save her, and in the house, he like it's the house. Obviously, they play it out, whatever. But there's a fire. Okay, she and she's always really sad. And one of there's a fire. She gets like electrocuted or whatever. She falls on the floor. Yada yada. She's not dead yet, but this has happened. She's trying to get up and whatnot. She's trying to get up. She hits. She tries to grab the whatever, like the handkerchief on top. Apparently it's on a knife holder. A knife goes straight through her stomach. Now she's not dead yet. She's not dead. It's fine. Then the dude comes to save her. He's there. He's like, "Oh, it's okay. I got you. I got you." He's doing everything's going fine, and then there's an explosion that happens, and he backs up a little bit, and a chair hits. Of course, it falls and hits exactly on the knife to push to push the knife in further. She's. I don't think she's still dead. She's still not dead. He's like, "Oh, it's okay. I can." Do-. Again, it happens, and then she dies. It's like, what? bro, if you gotta, what the heck, dude? You really? Like four different steps to kill her. Just, jeez. Here's what. Here's what I recommend. I think. I believe there's a Cracked video on a YouTube channel, Cracked, where the guy just summarizes all the Final Destination movies, which is why like all of this kind of rings a bell to me. Yeah. I think I watched that video. It's like it's like a two-hour video though, but it's just like he's a, it's just like hey, listen, if you don't want to watch all eight movies, just watch this, and it gives you a rundown. And like, so some of these rules seem familiar. One of the movies, do you mind if I spoiler spoil a plot twist of one of the movies? How up dare ahead? you spoil something for me, dude? I don't care, man. What the heck? You don't get okay. Okay, it's also an message to the audience. A uh, spoiler for like Final Ascension, I think seven, one of them, where the plot twist at the end is like all the people that survived, they get on a plane, 
And then it's revealed that they're on the plane that the first movie was. It's that plane. And you see, like, the kid in the ba- one of the kids in the background starts screaming, I want to go off the plane, I want to go off the plane, and, the, and a scuffle starts. And then you realize, at the end, oh my god, it's the first movie. You know what? That's so interesting, because one of the movies, too, they said the pe- all the people that were in the premonition of, one, of the girl or whatever, they all were somewhat related to people that died in either the plane crash or something, because they saved them beforehand, or they were saved by them. When oh, it's all born. connected. It's connected, yeah. It's literally connected. So it seems like the cycle is, like, pulling other people in or something it's not you know i don't know i guess that makes sense yeah because if they're hypothetically you have someone has a premonition and that person saves someone else's life who then goes on and get a domino effect or a butterfly effect does something that alters someone else's course of life where they end up surviving because when they shouldn't have or something yeah then when she just like oh listen we're gonna do the whole premonition thing where it's gonna stick everyone together in this one little compact everyone dies at the eh, together yeah and that's why they realize the cycle is actually not forwards it's backwards or something because but they thought it was the other way because what I don't know I don't know the details. Oh, because yeah, if someone dies arbitrarily somewhere else, miles away from you, you wouldn't know that's part of what's going on in your life right now. So that two weeks later that they show, maybe there's something happened in between there. You know, I don't know. And and maybe they, maybe you don't even know everyone that died in the first place, so you might miss someone. That's what they did in one of the movies. They're like, oh, there was a cowboy dude that almost died. He's gonna die next because they they remember that he was the guy. The guy. Some of them, I like I liked it because I was like, dude, these people have really good memories. They know exactly the order people died. I don't remember Jack. I, I won't remember that. But in one of the movies, the guy's like, I don't remember the order. <laughs> he's like, I don't remember the order. That's kind of what matters, right? He didn't even remember the cowboy dude until he's like, saw the news. So he's like, oh, that cowboy dude is going to die. So uh, he, he, he got, he's in the hospital. He's like, oh, he's next because I remember him now. And then they go to save him. I don't remember if they do or not. I don't know if they do. It's Final Destination, so I assume not. Yeah. I just wish there was a little bit more, like, people surviving. But at the end, one of the movies was like a twist. The twist was the guy looks on the on on, on his desk. Like, and they're in a cafe, whatever. And it says something i don't know this is like it's over whatever it's coming for you you're next yeah and the kid the kid gets up there's also three people i think he's like wait a minute what if the plan was we'd all die here in this exact location because he's looking around and it's like memorabilia of every single event that happened like him trying to save everyone and whatnot it's like all oh. in like picture frames he's like maybe this is what death wanted us to fall and then they just show like a wide shot of them sitting and there's like a glass it's construction happening of course it's all construction like a huge steel beam or whatever just goes right through the and then cuts to black did they die did they not die they died I mean, <laughs> they died. Yeah. Anyways, it's a pretty dark movie, but it's again, it it's kind of funny because like you know you don't you start like it start being like oh how can they kill him this time ha ha funny like you know mm-hmm. I don't know what the word is like you get numb to it it's like a time the attack on time effect you know yeah or uh, what was the other anime that had that issue a gamika kill or something like that a gamika kill whatever so. it's just one of those shows like oh characters die constantly so which is the point where you're just like okay whatever yeah it's 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 you got to be very careful about that. Yeah, I remember watching Attack on Titan, and in the beginning, it's like, oh, who, what's going to happen? Oh, that person died. He was one of my favorite characters, but it's so sad. Like, it's very impactful. You know, it hits you hard, and like, this is a reality kind of deal. Then it's like, you're going to die, and you're going to die, and this person's going to die. His dad's going to die. His sister's going to die, and his 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 single child orphanage got... At the end of the day, it's like, bro, I don't... You know, you're not... That's not going to work anymore, you know? Yeah. Some of them do impact, but a lot of them actually don't end up impacting, just because yeah. it's like, whatever. You're just one of the many. Yeah. So you got to be careful as a writer. But, you know, Final Destiny movies are not like... Yeah, they're not they're not supposed to be well written yeah. ex- explorations of human psyche. No, no, no. There's like, you want to watch people die? Here we go. It's not even good acting. Like the, the thing is, some of them are really good, but I like, like I said, I liked how they had families. I liked how they showed these kind of stuff. But I like how they showed emotion. Like, uh, like okay, they're really sad. They're distraught. They're kind of you know upset, and they're it feels more real, like realistic like that. And I like how in one of the movies they show like that dude is a very like, very confident. He's like, 
hey, you know what? I'm not next on the line. So he's just he's, he's chilling. He's relaxed. You know, he's not and he's not like crazy or like whatever. He's like I kind of kind of like it here and there where they when they kind of switch it up. Everyone's like afraid the whole time. Oh, we're gonna die. Or I don't believe you. It's like okay, there's always some guy that doesn't believe that has to have that person, right? Then later on, someone dies. Like oh, hang on a second, I believe. You. Then he dies a second later. So who even cares? <laughs> You just want to give the audience the satisfaction of like, see, that guy doubted. And now look at him. Please. But the thing that, that annoys me about the movie, which is obviously what they're trying to do is, someone's right about to die, and there's so many people trying to save that person. And they do all these things, and it doesn't save them at the end of the day. They end up dying anyways. Not, not just because, not, not just like, oh, death comes for you. No, no, no. They just, they just couldn't do the saving part. Like they're, they're helping them. They're trying to like, like push them out of the way or, you know, grabbing them or something. There's like an elevator or whatever. Doesn't matter. They they die See, at the end. It's like oh. This sounds like it could be a great metaphor for something, but like this, Translation just doesn't care about doing that or yeah. being that. Yeah, it's not that deep. All right, we reached our final destination. The end of the podcast. Uh, not really, but I mean, it's not a final destination, but it's a. It's a medium it, destination. It, it's like it's like sleep, you know. It, it it's reminiscent of, but not quite the same. This whole thing was a premonition. Psych. We never had this pot. We never had this episode. All right. See you later, guys. Peace out.